Thank you for tuning in to the Practically Sane podcast. This is Jeffrey Munn, licensed marriage and family therapist, recovering addict alcoholic, and fellow human who's just trying to uh, figure out what the next right thing to do is. A little bit of housekeeping before I get into the topics I want to discuss. First of all, um, I am continually working on uh, optimizing the audio quality of these podcasts. So I apologize if there are still lingering issues, reverberation, poor sound quality. Um, It is a learning process and audio is far more complicated than I ever realized. So uh, I appreciate you sticking with me as I continue to learn how to do this. If you would like to support the podcast, uh, one way that you can support it is through Anchor. You can find my um, podcast specifically through anchor.fm. Uh, it should now also be available on several uh, podcast platforms. I don't know which ones exactly. Apparently it takes some time. I know I am available on Spotify. Many of you may be listening to me on Spotify. You can either support the podcast directly with a donation or indirectly through um, leaving an honest review, telling your friends about it, spreading the word, things of that nature. Uh, I do plan on setting up a Patreon account, and when that happens, I will let you know. So that's pretty much it for the housekeeping. One of the things that I wanted to talk about before I get into sort of the main topic of this podcast um, is the topic of Simone Biles and her participation or lack of participation in the Olympic Games due to mental health issues, whatever they may be. I generally want to avoid too much controversy on this podcast, although I think it's inevitable. You are, of course, welcome to disagree with me, and I'm open to hearing alternative viewpoints. Um, However, I I have some pretty strong feelings about what's going on with uh, Simone Biles, more specifically what's going on with the discourse around Simone Biles' uh, decision. So for those of you who don't know, Simone Biles is you know, an Olympic gymnast, it's, you'd have to be living under a rock possibly, or just not care about the Olympics at all, which I know some of you might, uh, to not know who Simone Biles is, but she's been in the news a lot lately because, uh, she was by far the favorite to take home the gold in women's gymnastics for, uh, for USA. And she recently dropped out of the Olympic games due to what she cited as mental health concerns. Um, I I haven't read too much on it because it's really, it's none of my business. And uh, I am not going to try and judge or assess her because I don't know her. And um, I wish others would do the same, but that's not what's happening. And we'll we'll get into that a little bit. But um, she uh, dropped out for mental health reasons, basically. And a few things I want to say about this. So number one, it should go without saying, if you're listening to me and if you're interested in mental health, you know that it's very common knowledge amongst mental health professionals to always put your mental health first, above your career, above your family, above everything. Because if you don't have your mental health, you don't have anything else, really. Or at least you can't enjoy it. So 
obviously I'm biased being a mental health professional, but I think mental health always comes first. And this woman who has put a tremendous amount of work into her career as a gymnast came to what I'm sure was not an easy decision to stop participating in the Olympics in order to um, not further damage her mental health. And I can't say any, anything negative about that. Um, many people can. <laughs> There's a lot of negative things people have thought of to say. Uh, I see a lot of judgment coming from people who know nothing about the situation, but have just heard what they've heard on the news or what they've read on the internet or blogs or whatever. Um, saying, you know, oh, she should have done this. She should have done that. She should have known ahead of time is one of my favorite arguments. She should have known early on that she was going to have an issue and she should have left or refrained from going to the Olympics so that other people could participate so that someone else could have taken her place. And that argument makes no sense to me whatsoever. As someone who works with mental health, uh, people with mental health issues, and as someone who has his own mental health issues that he is constantly working on, um, you can't foresee things like that. You can't foresee exactly how you're going to be in any given situation. Someone with mental health conditions can't tell how they're going to feel sometimes day to day. You know, I sometimes don't know exactly how I'm going to feel tomorrow, especially if there's a stressful or new situation. And here we're talking about somebody who is being watched by millions and millions of people, has a tremendous amount of pressure on her to perform. And we're judging her for making a decision for her mental health because we think she should have known ahead of time or she should have, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand sort of what people are expecting, but we can easily look at it in hindsight and go, well, she should have, she should have known. This didn't come out of nowhere. She probably felt the pressure and da, 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 da. Um, but I mean, I just encourage anyone who's thinking that way to put yourself in her position. I imagine yourself in a really stressful situation where there are tons of expectations pulling you in multiple directions. There's your own mental health pulling you in the opposite direction of what other people are expecting and how it would feel for people to expect you to do the exact right thing, you know, think everything through and not make any mistakes. That's not how people operate. We can't foresee the future. We can't, we're not fortune tellers. And I firmly believe that she did not know how she was going to react in the situation until she was in it. And when she was in it, she realized, you know, it wasn't a good fit for her. This can't have been an easy decision. The amount of work and effort that she's put into getting to the Olympics and to think that that is something that she's just willy-nilly going to throw away because, you know, she's being careless or selfish or whatever, uh, just doesn't make sense to me. So I'm encouraging people to have a little bit of compassion and empathy and to also realize that we have no idea what's really going on. 
we know what has been presented to us. People present what they want to present. And it's perfectly understandable and likely that Simone Biles is going through things that we don't know about and is not talking about it because it's none of our business. And I completely support that. It's none of our business. Anyway, the main topic that I want to discuss in this podcast is the topic of mindfulness. Um, and by the way, if you have any disagreements about what I just said or you want to you want to start a debate, <laughs> I'm not going to have a debate with you. But if you want to, you know, send me an email or anything, please do. I'm, I'm always open to hearing alternative uh, positions on a topic. Um, and for those of you who don't know, my email address is jeff at practicallysane.org. So uh, please email me and I'd love to hear from you. So to discuss mindfulness a little bit, mindfulness is, in my view, one of the most, if not the most powerful tools that we have when it comes to mental health, recovery, and emotional regulation. When you hear the word mindfulness, you may conjure up, you know, very sort of new age, airy-fairy type images of, you know, someone in a robe sitting cross-legged, um, you know, with spa music playing or something like that. And, um, you know, that certainly can be a part of it. There are certainly people who practice mindfulness who, uh, you know, enjoy all the other sort of uh, uh, superficial things that go along with it. But I'm just talking purely about the practice of mindfulness, which is to say the practice of paying attention deliberately to the present moment. The practice of filling your awareness with any given object. Generally, when we start people on mindfulness meditation, it's paying attention to the breath. So you'll, you'll commonly hear people say, you know, practice mindfulness by sitting down in a comfortable position, breathing normally, and just focusing on the breath and trying to keep your attention focused on the breath. And that's a great place to start. But ultimately, what we are doing is getting better at being aware of what is happening right now. As you've no doubt noticed as a human being, um, we're not so great at that. Humans often get caught in the past, in the future. We're either worrying, we're regretting, we're feeling guilty about things that we've done, we're anticipating things that are going to happen. And this is, I would say, for the average person, a vast, vast majority of our mental energy. It's spent not being in the present, but worrying about things and repetitively thinking about things that we don't have any immediate control over. So the practice of being present and paying attention to something that is happening right now is really, really powerful. One of the reasons for that is that it, it helps us to be better aware of when we start moving into the future or the past. Right? If we get really good at staying in the present and being aware of the present, we're going to get better at noticing when we're not in the present. And when we notice we're not in the present, we can do something about it. We can change something and hopefully bring ourselves more into the present moment. This is incredibly powerful for any time there's a, an intense emotion arising being present with the emotion rather than thinking about the emotion, thinking about 
um, you know, so, so for an example, you know, somebody on the road flips you off and you have this immediate anger reaction and you start thinking about, oh, that guy or that woman or how dare they or what were they thinking or how dare they, don't they know who I am or whatever, whatever goes on in your mind that fuels the anger and keeps it going. Mindfulness helps you to notice that anger arise, be with the anger, not continue to feed it, and to notice it just sort of come and go, which is generally what happens with our emotions if we don't feed them and continue to give them fuel they will eventually pass, especially if we just observe them rather than trying to suppress them, push them down, just noticing, wow, I have a huge feeling of rage in my body right now. I feel it in my throat. I feel it in, the, in my chest, in my fists, and it's really intense. And there it is, you know, not this is bad. I shouldn't feel this way, but just there it is watching your emotions like you're watching fish swim around in a tank. So this skill, it's, it would take me a podcast series to go into all the benefits of mindfulness. Um, but when it comes to recovery and rather, whether it's recovery from addiction or any other mental health condition, it's just crucial. It's crucial because in order to change or improve our mental health, we have to be aware of what's happening in the first place. And a lot of our mental health issues our distorted thoughts, our feelings, emotions, we're not necessarily aware of when they're impacting us. A lot of things impact us below the surface and we're not fully aware of them. So practicing mindfulness helps you become aware of these things that you were previously unaware of. And then consequently, you can make some changes and try to adjust maybe the way that you think about things or what you do when you feel a certain emotion. So that's basically what mindfulness is. It's simple, but it's also pretty confusing for people who have never tried it or who have not really experienced it. What I would encourage is for anybody who's interested in practicing mindfulness is to subscribe to a mindfulness podcast. For example, um, one of my favorites is 10% Happier with Dan Harris. It's a great podcast, and he's also written a book. The book came first, so you may want to start with the book. Um, it'll give you a good foundation, but 10% happier. There's also uh, Waking Up by uh, Sam Harris, which is another uh, fantastic book and also an app. And also 10% happier has an app. Everyone's got an app. I don't have an app. Maybe I should have an app, but I don't have an app. I don't even know what would be on the app. So I would encourage you to try something like that. There are also other uh, meditation apps such as Insight Timer, things like that. If you do a search, you will undoubtedly come up with many, many things. Although I would specifically gear you, I would specifically steer you more towards apps that mention mindfulness specifically, because meditation can be a lot of different things. Meditation can be sitting and listening to music. It can be relaxing by the pool. I mean, a lot of people consider a lot of different things meditation. Uh, what I'm specifically referring to is mindfulness, the practice of mindfulness meditation. That's not to say the other forms of meditation and relaxation don't have a place, but mindfulness is unique in its approach and there's good evidence to support just how helpful it is with a variety of different mental and emotional ailments or conditions.
So that's it for episode two of the podcast. I appreciate you listening. Thank you for tuning in. Please tell your friends and anyone who might be interested about this uh, podcast. And feel free to send in any questions that you have. Jeff at practicallysane.org. I would love to answer questions on this podcast. I tend to do better with the question and answer format as opposed to just sitting here rambling. Um, every once in a while, I'm, I, I can get good at rambling, but it's when it's expected of me and I have to sit down and do it, I, I often find myself at a loss. So less rambling, more question and answers would be great. So send me some questions and um, I'll be happy to address them on the podcast. I uh, thank you so much for listening and look forward to seeing you next week. Bye.